0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Today is part two of a great interview with Dee Dee Hoffman as he's been sharing his rainmaking strategies with us in order to help you grow your business faster. Amen. Now, if you missed any of part one, I urge you to go back to the archives and listen and catch up as we only have a limited amount of time. And I don't have the flexibility to go back and repeat a lot of what we talked about in the previous episode. Amen. All right. Let's jump back into this great interview now as I asked DD to share his five-step rainmaking process for us today. I know you're going to get a lot out of this, so as we used to say in the military, grab a pen and paper and prepare to copy. Amen? Here's DD Hoffman. So can you explain to us what the five-step rainmaking process is for our listeners?
2: Yes, Robert, um, I'm a total left brainer. So I always need to have step one, step two, step three, step four, step five uh, and adjust the checklist for myself. It also helps me to focus uh, so that I don't go all over the place. And it's just simply a, a process that helps you make sure that you capitalize and make the most of each and every podcast guesting appearance, every appearance that you appear on. Uh, and we start with the first one is just plan, have, have a plan, have a game plan. Uh, it's, a, it's a sad fact that only about 1% of business owners plan. But as we all know, the saying is, if you mm. fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. Uh, so we start, we start with a simple plan and we keep the plan very, very simple. We just basically set for ourselves um, objectives and key results. Uh, And that can be as simple, if you're going on to a podcast guesting sprint, can be as simple as saying to yourself, I'm going to do 10 pitches. And of those 10 pitches, I expect uh, two, three, or five, whatever your proficiency is, so many booked shows that I can go on. So just keeping it very simple. And then the next step is to pitch. Um, And that actually is a big opportunity uh, because most of the people out there that are doing podcast guesting do, are doing the pitches completely wrong. Mm. So there's a process that you have to follow. And, and the process starts with actually identifying the audience that you want to appear in front of. And then from there, identifying the best podcasts that you need to get onto. Um, and a lot of people. Uh, I mean, you know, f- uh, from from your experience, and I know from my little experience of a podcast, how many pictures we get every day? Oh yeah uh, from people <laughs> from people that got totally unrelated topics. I don't know, yeah. you know what? Do yeah. We- <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yep. Exactly. And, and you don't know. You're like, why are they even reaching out to me? <laughs> don't they yeah. Don't they read what this <laughs> podcast is about? <laughs> yeah. Hey,
2: yeah. Man. <laughs> Yeah. So those are the two important steps. And then deciding on part of that whole planning and pitching process is being very clear about the message that you want to, to take out there and being consistent with that message. Um, it's like I don't think a lot of people don't realize that podcast guesting to a large extent is exactly the same than the public speaking uh, circuit. Uh, and in the public speaking circuit, if you want to be successful, you pick one topic and you stay with it. Uh, yeah. And you and you get good at it. Um, and then from there, making sure that before you send out that pitch, that you have actually gone to, to trouble to listen to that podcast, to see if you, before you even contact the host, if you resonate with that host and if you resonate with the contact, um, and then from there, send out the pitches. And then last step in that little pitch cycle, which is actually the m- most time-consuming cycle or, or step, is to, to follow up. Because as many as 75% of your yes answers will come from the follow-ups. It won't be from the first it's email. It's true. Um, yeah. uh, we both know you get those emails in, in, in your in your inbox uh, I want to be on your podcast, but you have other stuff to do, and that's not a priority now. So it gets it gets put on the back burner, and then people forget. Yep. Amen. The third step, very, yeah, third step, very important step, and 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 also underutilized step, is to actually go and present like you would have presented on a public speaking stage. Um, I. As I say to my students, if you don't feel nervous before you go onto the podcast guest, you probably are either arrogant or you didn't prepare well. Yeah, you have to prepare. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to be make sure that you what you want to say, uh, and make sure that you are actually focusing on the host and listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've both had the experience of you ask somebody a question and they answer like a politician. Mm -hmm. Uh, something completely different so 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 that presentation step is is very important to make sure that you actually are prepared and
1: that that goes uh, let me interrupt for a second because that goes on both sides of the podcast not just going on someone's show and researching what the show is about and and get the feel for how how the interviewer is going to be but if you're doing the interview you need to research the person you're talking to like we brought out some things to talk about and things like that but uh you know i i always enjoy doing as much it put it like this if you know a 45 minute interview will take me at least an hour to an hour and a half to prepare for you know yeah. and and you know when I'm invited on to another show or, you know, approach and, and get accepted to go on a podcast, I do my prep. Or I do at least another hour, hour and a half prep, just even though I know what I'm talking about, just to get a feel for the, what the show is. Well, and you can tell when they didn't prepare anything at all. You know, they, they're like, oh, i got an interview in five minutes. Okay, let me get ready. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? Okay, let's talk. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you could tell. you really could tell. so you need to prepare on both sides of the microphone. So, so yes. sorry to
2: interrupt. go ahead. Yeah, I, I love that you raised that point because I think it's so 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 important that we always realize that even though this is a, a one-on-one conversation that we're having doing a zoom call, there are actually listeners out there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore I think it's very important that when you, before you pitch and, and even in, in the in the third step when you're doing your preparation is go and listen to an episode again uh, because, uh, you know, I was prepared because I know what your first question was going to be today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every show. <laughs> yeah, every show. But you'd be so, surprised how um, many people but, are surprised with that question. You know, they, ooh, yeah, ah, uh, wow. Uh okay, yeah, like they hadn't they had no clue it was coming <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> Amen. Now, and, and and my podcast for for example, I asked my my guests uh, the last question I asked them is any final words of advice for us, and you know you can they and, and you, you definitely you, you you can see this person was prepared. Uh, they knew that what they were going to say or well, sometimes they just go on around there uh, or arrive. So, But yeah, that whole preparation Amen. is very Amen. important. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth step, very important again, is to promote. A lot of guests think that the podcast host will promote the episode. And they do. They do. They, they've got the promotion. They they notify their, their listeners. and But it's a missed opportunity if you don't promote your own episode. And you really have to m- milk it for every little cent's worth. And there's, like I've already mentioned, there's so many ways that you can do that promotion. Uh, it can start by, on the day that you're doing the recording, to just notify, you know, if you're Instagrammer or a Facebooker or whatever, just pop a little message and say, I'm looking forward to this interview. Uh, just creating a little bit of awareness around that. Same with the day that the episode airs. When it airs, make time to actually promote it. And I realize that often, and I know from my own experience, that when it airs, we don't, as a guest, you have no control over that. But And when it airs, when you're busy with another promotion, make time in the next week or the week thereafter to really do a good email blast out to your audience. Own listeners, or your own following, your own tribe. Make sure that they know and focus on promoting the show. Don't focus so much on promoting yourself and your own message and how good an expert is. Focus on promoting the host and promoting the show. Uh, because that way you can do the same topic each and every week on a different podcast and you can keep on promoting that topic but putting the focus on the host. Really, one of the the most missed opportunities I see guests and the biggest mistakes is not promoting. So that's the fourth step. And then the last step is the profit step. if you really want to do this for business purposes and not just for vanity purposes, you have to have a little, let's call it a funnel because that's a word that goes out the terminology. I don't like the word funnel because I don't want my clients and students in a funnel. Uh, I like the word value ladder, but you, you need something there where you can actually profit and monetize each and every appearance. Yep. And this, yep. the simplest way to do that is just to have a freebie or something Amen. that you can direct people to, collect their email addresses from there, and from there build a relationship with them. Uh, and and I see, you know, I have a, for my podcast, I have a form that I ask my guests uh, to complete before the, the interview. And on that form, I give them the opportunity to tell me what lead magnet they want to promote, short description, and even a link so that they can include that in the show notes as well. And Robert, you will be amazed at how many people, and I know that's one of the questions I'm going to ask them, tell us about your freebie, tell us about this lead magnet, and then they, they give something that's totally unrelated exactly. to, what, to what we've just talked about. So yeah. there's no synchronicity. Uh, And then the listeners listen, oh, what? You know, he talked about podcast guesting, and now he wants me to download uh, a herb recipe book. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Amen,
1: amen, amen. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why I teach my clients as well. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Because that little free, free, it doesn't have to be much. It could just be Mm -hmm. a PDF you know, but something where they, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's free. Yeah. Okay. Click. And they fill out the email and they get it instantly. You don't want to wait three, four days to send it to them. It has to be instant. And that allows you to build that relationship, as you said, uh, with them from that point on. Now they might not ever hear from them again. That's okay. That's part of business. You know, people, if you had a brick and mortar shop, somebody walks in, looks around, walks out, doesn't buy nothing. Okay. You know, there's just nothing here for you. That's all. Mm. But someone walks in and says, Oh, even if they, it was just, you know, a $1.99 or something, they are now a customer. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, man. Yeah. So, go ahead. Anything else to, to add to that?
2: Yeah, just to summarize. Yeah. Look, I, I think, especially in the online marketing, it's not always that easy for somebody with a bricks and mortar business. And, Podcast guesting works just as well for people with bricks-and-mortar businesses yes, it as it works for online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, It's actually sometimes more powerful than than it is for, for, for the online guys. Uh, for a simple reason, it's not that crowded. But have something in place on your back end so that you can make sure. Because the people that are listening to you, there are always people that want to reach out. And they're warm. They already know you. Yeah, exactly. And they... They've heard you. They've got the endorsement from the host. One of my my, my guests that was on my podcast, she told me that 30% of her clients come just from podcast guesting. Amen. Um, Amen. And and Robert, she's a high-end coach that charges $5,000 upwards for coaching. And she gets 30% of those just from podcast guesting. But she has a system in place.
1: Yeah, amen. That's right. Amen. What would you recommend as the must-have in your raymaking process?
2: Yeah, The must-have for podcast guesting is, first of all, have a game plan. That's the first one. Have a game plan. If you don't have a game plan, if you're just going to wing it, you are not going to get any, any results from it. That's really going to pay for it in the, in, in the long term. The next thing that's really, really important is you have to have a solid offer. If you don't have something that's a solid offer, first starting with the podcast host, because the podcast host is then not going to say yes, but you also have to have a solid offer that you can, let me put it this way, you have to have something that you've already sold, Podcast guesting is not going to work if you want to test the market and find out uh, if if this is going to work or not. So, solid offer, solid game plan. And then the third one, very, very important, is you have to have a value-first mindset and approach. Podcast guesting and rainmaking doesn't work if you have a transactional mindset. You have to be really focused on the relationship and building relationships and leading with value. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those to me is the three must-haves, solid plan, solid offer, and a solid mindset.
1: Amen. And if you're being a guest on someone else's podcast, make sure you are bringing value to their listeners. Like you said, don't go in there thinking, I'm going to get something from this. You need to bring value to their listeners. Give them the takeaway. Give them the free offer that has value to it, you know, because that, that has done more for me in growing our podcast audience than anything else, you know, is bringing value to the other person, even though like you're a guest on here, I'm sharing these little tidbits to help someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you could have a book that you sell on Amazon for fourteen ninety nine, give away the PDF as a free. Here, I'll give away free yeah. copies of my book as a PDF. You know, but it's everything you're gonna get if you spend fifteen dollars on Amazon, and and oh okay sure click, but now they're in your system. You know, you brought value to them. You know? So yeah, absolutely, amen, amen. Something that caught my attention, and I want you to explain this, is what is a rain-making sprint?
2: <sighs> I love that question. It's, it's again, the left-brainer. <laughs> um, <laughs> the left-brainer and me, the total com- control freak. Um, I find it very difficult if I need to do pitching, I find it very difficult if it's just on my to-do list. Say, do one pitch a day or do one pitch a week or whatever. And I found that it just, you know, life happens. And then I get at the end of the week and I look at my to-do list that I haven't done and I see, okay, I didn't pitch, I didn't pitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because, Yeah.
2: And it's really one of those things that, that's that's so nice to procrastinate about because it's one of the things that pushes you out of your comfort zone. So, you know, I would rather tidy the table or do something else than do the pitching. But with a pitching sprint, it's the same that they use in, in, in the computer industry and the software industry, is what they call a design sprint. Pitching sprint is exactly the same. It's a time-boxed sprint. So... It can be one day, it can be seven days, whatever you want. But it's time boxed. Let's use an example of one day. And that's what I do. Every second week, I block out a whole day in my calendar. And it's my speech sprint day. And I've got an a objective. And I've got key results for that one day. I need to do at least five or at least ten pitches. I don't need to do the research, whatever. But... Doing it that way and having these pitch sprints, first of all, the time box thing works for me like a charm because I know that day that's what's going to happen. And anyway, they say in online business, you need to spend 20% of your time doing rainmaking stuff, going out there and getting clients. So one day a week works perfect. The next thing, <laughs> the next thing is it actually Robert gives you quick wins Amen. because you've put in the effort. You see the results, and I, you know, if you, if you do it on a Wednesday and you've sent out that, that, that pitches, that email pitches, by Friday you have your first answers. So you have those quick results and that boosts your confidence in it.
1: Yep. Amen. Amen. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I like doing the same thing where I take like 15 minutes a day you know, just to go on, yeah. you know, the pod match and FM matchmaker and all this mm-hmm. stuff and just answer the, the people who are pitching me and, and I scan through and, and I send some requests out as well. So, but 15 minutes a day is all I do, you know, and that keeps my schedule full. It really does. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So you recommend a seasonal approach to these rainmaking spreads. What do you mean by seasonal approach?
2: Uh, that goes again back to my as a as a herb grower, because you have the four seasons in the year, and that's why I like the seasonal approach because in any business, there are a time when you need to do some things more than you need to do other things. So what I like to do, especially because our our seasons work different we're we're going into into our spring now you guys are going into your 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 autumn. Uh, season now, I like to, to use that analogy and focus on different lengths and different intensities of my seasonal sprints. Okay. So, let's say for instance, if it's my summer season where I need to work hard, and it's usually for us, uh, because the way our online business cycle works, it's our, our December, no November, December, January. Uh, I I slack a little bit back and I don't do as intense sprints, but then again, when it's winter season, it's your summer season, uh, then we work very hard and that's just the whole idea of doing a seasonal sprint and and just changing the intensity. Amen, amen. Tell us a little bit more about your podcast. The podcast, as I said, is going through permutations. Uh, I'm still finding my feet. Doing doing my 60th show uh, next week, going out. Um, I started out deciding to because somebody told me you you need to do solo. Uh, I did I think two solo episodes. I couldn't I couldn't I, I just couldn't sit there and talk to myself. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's, just, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> uh, so I decided this is not going to work for Didi. So I uh, fortunately knew a lot of people in South Africa in in the whole wellness industry. Uh, the wellness industry is very near and dear to my heart, and that's why it's the baddest wellness coach and reached out to a few people and got guests on, on, on very quickly. Um, and it's just growing from there, Robert, uh, it's, um, it's already reached the stage where I very seldomly actually reach out to a lot of guests uh, like you, you yourself know. You know, people just find you. And because it's such a close industry that I work in, um, you know, people will pitch me and say, I've seen Omar was on your show. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to be. Um, so that makes it very easy from that point of view. And then uh, in terms of the the way I do the interviews, uh, I'm very structured, so I've got a, a structured flow for, for each and every episode, um, but I focus on on two things. The first is to showcase the people in the industry, but also at the same time, I ask questions that I think everybody will benefit from, and then I also always slip in one or two questions that I myself in my business struggle with.
1: Yeah, uh, Amen.
2: Uh, and, and that's the nice thing about the whole podcasting thing is is that it's such a powerful medium to build relationships, learn from others, and share that value with everybody that, yeah, yeah. that wants to listen. And what's, and what's interesting about the podcast, when I started, my audience is South Africa-based, so my listeners was 70% South African uh, and a little bit the rest of the world. And the nature of the podcasting beast is, is that most of the listeners are in North America. Mm. The, 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 that's where the most of the listeners are. So it's, it's changed completely. It's uh, more than a year later, but more than 60% of my listeners are now from North America, uh, about 15% only from South Africa, and a wow. little, little bits from everywhere in the world, which is, which is very nice, for, which is very nice. Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. Didi, this Thanks is all him.
1: so interesting. And I know some of our listeners may have some questions on, on how this could benefit them and their business dreams. And if someone has a question or would like more information, how how can they get in touch with you?
2: Easiest way is just to go to badasspreneurs.com forward slash KCRP. That's the Kingdom Cross Roads podcast. Man. And there's a, there's a, there's a whole toolkit that's freely available. Praise I call the it the Profitable Podcast Guesting Toolkit, and they can just go and download that. Oh, praise and, the Lord. And and, and to start their journey from there.
1: Amen. So give me that website again.
2: It's badasspreneurs.com forward slash KCRP.
1: Amen. I'll put a link to that down in the show notes below. Praise the Lord. I appreciate that offer for our, our listeners. That's, that's awesome. Folks, whether you're a solopreneur or a multifaceted business, podcasting and podcast guesting can help your network grow even more, grow faster, increase profitability just by exposing your services to more people that you would never come in contact with otherwise. I recommend you get in touch with D.D. Hoffman right away. Just drop down the show notes, reach out to him, click that link there, take that free gift, study it, implement it. If you have questions, I'm sure there's an email point contact in there as well that you can reach out to him because I'm sure you'll soon realize how effective podcasting and podcast guesting can benefit your bottom line quickly and more efficiently than just about any type of marketing. It beats any type of other marketing effort that you could try. Amen. Dee, Dee. I want to thank you for the time to come on the program today and share this great information with our listeners. I do appreciate it so much.
2: Thank you, Robert. It was an honor being here.
1: Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Didi Dee Dee Hoffman and myself, as Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do.